This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for Live at five, live at five, live at five. Naked and afraid on today's Live at Five show. Yep, somebody did it today. Yeah, if you're on Facebook in the last three, four hours, you know what I'm talking about. Someone just decided to take it all off. Taking it off, boss. And walk around Lower State Street. God bless him. Happened right here in Watertown. Didn't happen anywhere else. Didn't happen in Auburn. Syracuse. It didn't even happen in Messina or Ogdensburg, where you would expect it to happen. No, it happened, well, it happened right here today. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, roving reporter on the street. I actually got it from a businesswoman who uh, got it from somebody else and somebody else. It's kind of like herpes. It's going all over the place, and uh, it's not going away. So what I'm talking about is uh, uh, a younger, uh, I don't know, he looks like a big dude. Uh, African-American persuasion. And uh, it's pretty clear when you see him, I mean, he, is, he is butt naked. He's butt naked. And he's walking in front of what I believe might be uh, either the Burger King or Wendy, probably the Burger King in Lower State Street. Where he was going, we have no idea. I don't know if he was looking for a Whopper or, uh, you know, he wanted it his way and, 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 or the highway. And his way, obviously, was with no clothes whatsoever. So there's a picture rota- uh, floating around. And it happened today because I, I, it wasn't uh, clip art or, you know, uh, Photoshop. It was a man who decided to walk around uh, downtown Watertown in his birthday suit. So maybe it was his birthday. Can't pass judgment. We all have our reasons. You know, I get naked to go into the bathtub every night, so I can't say I'm any different than he is. Although I'm sure there's many reasons why I'm different than he is. You know, the tutu. So that happened today. If you uh, have any comment, I don't know if the man was arrested. I don't know if he, someone put him up to a dare. Or more than likely, he might have been on something or other that persuaded him to do that. And we're not talking milk either. Uh, so a lot of crazy stuff. So that was today. And then the other story, if you were listening to AM 1240, like 99% of you do, and God bless you. Um, Syracuse, New York, made it into the news again today. And it's all to do with that uh, potato chip kid. And I I hate to refer to him that way, but that's, you know, eight years old, African-American boy, um, warned before. I mean, again, there's always always 16 parts to any given story, but apparently this has been an issue at a local market down there. And again, I don't have the facts in front of me, but just about half an hour ago, within the last hour, it made national news. Why did this story make national news? Well, that's pretty obvious. 
you know, uh, you know, the incident that happened in Sacramento a couple of weeks ago. That made the news for, what, three hours? Uh, any given time when there's uh, looting going on at a local Walgreens or when a Walgreens is forced to leave a different, uh, one city after another because they're losing money due to f- theft, that story might make it here, there, you know, somewhere, probably Fox News. Some kid steals, you know, a Richie Rich magazine one day and um, Glenn Curry and, you know, Cops come and arrest them. That's not a big story. 1973. Not at all. Not even close. But when someone like this young boy decides to steal a bag of potato chips, somehow or other, the Syracuse police made a big, big deal about it. They did not put him in handcuffs, and that was exclaimed right on the story. But it became a story nonetheless. And you know why? Because it just has to feed the rhetoric. So it comes back to what I've been saying all along, if anyone gives a crap for the record. You know, uh, if you listen to Hannity, if you listen to any one of these shows, or for that matter, if you listen to other conservative radio, the, the consensus is very clear that the people on the conservative side of the political coin don't, know, don't like what's going on. I don't like what's going on. Jen Psaki was crying, apparently, the last couple of days on some, I don't know, podcast or something about how families are struggling with the, the new Florida laws and where the country's going towards the trans uh, uh, community. And that this family's struggling over this, and she's crying. Here it is. is she's days away from leaving this job to begin with to go over to MSNBC. And uh, I guess she's, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing it t- completely Jen Psaki. Everything was straight, strictly business. And recently she's on a podcast explaining why Peter Ducey or Steve Ducey, whatever the frig his name is, is, is an idiot. Or moron, whatever, whatever the president called him. And then she's doing her own little thing here. And there's a lot of commentary coming out of someone that's supposed to be the voice for, you know, the president and his administration. But it seems like she's got a lot of commentary and editorial skills of her own. So it's no secret that she's leaving. And so many people, especially people on Fox, are saying, why is she there? Once you make an announcement that you've got a gig somewhere else, you, you, you're out. You're done. You're finished. But no, nope, she's lingering along. She's kind of doing two jobs at the same time. But, again, it comes back to this. I mean, every, you know, I'm a conservative. Anyone, most people, with few exceptions listening right now, are conservative people. They don't like what's going on in the world. They don't like that uh, three-year-olds are being taught about sexual orientation or whether or not that, you know, you're a boy or a girl. Tucker, for instance, showed some people in an in a, in a expose last night, one, one after the other. Obviously, they edited all these things together, but these are school teachers that for the most part don't like the color, the natural color of their hair, if they have any. Blue, green, purple. I mean, they, it just, I don't know, I don't get it. But anyway, they're just so, so excited about, you know, teaching your, your, your third grade kid exactly the, the, the birds and the bees. So, again, this is what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's a lot of people who don't like that. But if, if we had to do the vote tomorrow, once again, 83 million people would still vote for Joe Biden. $5 gas, sometimes $6, $7, you know, not that I give a crap about California, but it's through the roof. Supply chain, where, you know, Putin decided to go to war with Ukraine. He didn't do that under Trump. There's so many reasons why what was done in November 2020 was a mistake. And yet, if it was all done tomorrow, they'd, they'd make the same decision again. It would probably be even a, a, a bigger gap. So it leads me to believe one thing. You know, we, around here it's a little tough to determine. But, you know, we had people from around the country say, hey, I see, I see Trump signs all over the place. 
and w- just like Donald Trump was, you know, the, the people that voted him in in 2016 were part of the what we refer to as the silent majority. There were a lot of people that were putting signs up on their front lawns in 2020. You figured, oh, this is going to be a landslide. We didn't see this many signs in 2016, and he beat he beat Hillary Clinton, you know, very easily. So this has got to go in his favor, right? Right? <clears throat> no, not even close. He lost by 12, 12, 12, 12 million votes. So there is a new silent majority. That is if you believe those numbers, and I'm going to say I believe those numbers. I really do. Because more and more I realize that as many people that are upset with what's going on in the world, with how their kids are being taught, with how you know, the government is trying to force electric cars down our throats, these same people are very happy with what's going on with the school system and this whole aspect of the, of the LGBT, whatever community that's called. They're very happy with it. So it gets back to, yes, you didn't see many Joe Biden signs in Jefferson County, but you could have gone to you know, Ithaca or other areas of the world, New York City, and you still wouldn't see Biden signs. They have become the new silent majority. So I would dare say that there's a lot of people that really don't care about 5 $6 gas. And they probably welcome the fact that their three, third grader or third, I don't know what the deal is, uh, is being taught uh, cer- certain things that you and I would probably say is inappropriate. The world has changed. The country definitely has changed. I mentioned it here before. You know, let's, let's just use Mayor Jeff Smith as an example. Mayor Jeff Smith is a popular guy. There's no doubt about it. He's got a lot of friends. He was a popular kid growing up. He was an athlete. He became a father, became a businessman. Uh, he got into the medical field. He's done very, very well for himself. He's got a big, beautiful house here. He's made investments in other areas, and, and, and he and Millie are living very well, and so they should. They came from nothing, absolutely nothing. And although I disagree with his decision with the Stewart's thing, but that's neither, neither here nor there. The one difference between, and I'm not picking on Jeffy. I'm using it as an example. Hopefully he doesn't get upset with it. But the one, the one difference between Jeff and his friends, other than myself, although I didn't grow up with Jeff, is that most of his friends have left a long time ago. They don't live in the city of Watertown anymore. They don't live here. Jeff does, and he's the last of the you know the last of the old Mohicans. He's younger than I am, but he's the last of the Mohicans. And I, I, not to discredit or anything that's going to go forward once Jeff leaves or whichever bows out, one and done. I don't get, I don't under, I don't know. But we're going to have a progressive city council going forward from forever. No question. Right now, it's progressive. There's no doubt about it. We're getting a flagpole we don't need. For some reason or other, we're getting a diversity flagpole. I have no idea why. We're getting it anyway. So Jeff could sit there and have all the power in the world as mayor in a city-managed government. But at the same time, he's just, he's, nothing's going to get done. It's just going to go in the other direction. So here's my point. My point is, as Republicans, it's frustrating to be conservative. But I think we're outnumbered, folks. And as crazy and as insane as society has become, especially with the headlines in recent days, and the way Jen Psaki you know, refuses to talk about the majority but feels sorry for the minority, makes me wonder, you know what? There's more people out there that agree with Jen Psaki, and that's why, that's why we have new council people. And there's no disc- discredit to, to, uh, to the new people. I like Pat Hickey. I like Cliff only. But 5, 10, 10, 20, 40 years ago, there's no way in the world those people could be running the government right now. But now they are. So there's a new, there's a new ideology out there. And whether you like it or not, and many of you don't, and I can tell you I'll go out on a limb right now, I do not like it. Conservatism, for the most part, I'm not going to say it's dead because that's just a stupid thing for me to say, but it's, com- it's, it's, it's a tall order to, get to, to, to straighten this ship out because right now we're sinking. 
And some, some might say we've already sunk. And all of this, you know, I, I always wanted, remember people talked about the nuclear clock? How far, how close are we to nuclear catastrophe? Amazingly enough, you know, that was the type of discourse, discourse or the type of things we would talk about prior to the fall of the wall in 89. You know, the Soviet Union was still a threat. This, the Cold War, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the summits that Reagan and, and Gorbachev did together, and one of them fell apart in Reykjavik uh, there in Iceland. Everyone was somewhat concerned. So from time to time, people would go to the nuclear... Well, how close are we? Are we closer? No one's talking about that. And if there's one time since the nuclear... Uh, uh, you know, the, the fallout between uh, uh, Khrushchev and, and, uh, and Kennedy back in 1962, you know, now is perhaps more, a more dangerous time because of what's going on in Ukraine. So today I'm hearing this station... And Vladimir, uh, Vladimir's military guy or whomever is, is, is using, is threatening the West, us, with their newest intercontinental missile. Whereas if, if there's any outside involvement, and that could include the $800 million we just passed along to the Ukrainian government, not to mention everything else, uh, that uh, if you interfere with this war, they're threatening you know, the West and Western nations, that I'm assuming is Germany, Poland, whichever, maybe us. Uh, with this new uh, with this new missile, so when you hear stuff like that, it's like whoa, jeepers creepers. Maybe I shouldn't be watching the Johnny Depp uh, proceedings here on Fox. And by the way, for the record, why is Fox covering the Johnny Depp trial, his defamation trial against his uh, ex gorgeous wife from Chicago, who looks like a stewardess? Anyway, I get off the beaten path. So uh, that's my start today. If you want to chime in at any given time, by all means, 755-1240. Don't forget the 315. 315-755-1240. Do you agree that conservatism is on its way out? Is it already dead? Is AOC in charge? Will Bernie Sanders, something else I was thinking about driving around town today, will Bernie Sanders challenge uh, Joe Biden? Remember, Joe Biden just told the former president, Barack Obama, he's, he's, he's rip-roaring ready uh, to run again in 2024. And we just saw a video of him the other day of, uh, of an Easter bunny directing him back over to the right part of the, of the Rose Garden. At, at the, can you imagine this? Can, no, no, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Don't imagine anything. That literally happened. There was a guy dressed up as a bunny rabbit that literally had to tell the President of the United States, the most powerful person in the free world, that he was working in the wrong direction. Now, whether or not that's a Secret Service guy set up as a bunny rabbit in some crappy, you know, uh, uh, Richard Pryor movie, I don't know. But it, the visual of that alone should, should, should describe what the country's in right now. A mess. Say what you want. And I know Hannity says this all the time. I love when Hannity always says something. Well, a lot of people didn't like the way uh, Donald Trump acted. They didn't like his tweets. Well, no, no sugar, Sherlock. We know that. We get it. But how in the world SNL and others can't make fun of the current administration? They have so much material in their hands, and they refuse to do it. And yet, if you go back, if you stay up late enough like I do because of my insomnia, I watch people like Seth Meyers still making Donald Trump jokes. Seth Meyers. There's less people that watch Seth Meyers. That rather, I should say, there's more people that, how, how do I say this? There's more people that actually watch Fox at Midnight than watch Seth Meyers. And, and Fox at Midnight is just a rehash of the whole day. And in fact, I think it's Shannon, what's her name there? That, it's a repeat. But they, there's still more people watching that. And that's on the upper tier. It's just disgusting. It, it's amazing how the talent has just gone, it's just disappeared in America. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Glenn, how's it going today? It's uh, Lefty, what's happening? 
Now, would you consider me a conservative? Well, well, you know, you and I have gone over this before. You're more of a libertarian, I guess. I think that's what it is, and I think a lot of people are moving that way, whether it's intentional or unintentional, just organically. Because I think as far as, like, fiscal goes or having the government involved in your life or just anything like that, I'm as conservative as anyone has ever been, and then some. I don't think libertarians are much different than conservatives, though, in my book. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I tell you you where the difference runs. um, As far as social manners, as far as, like, someone's race, or someone's religion, or someone's color. I don't care anything about any of that, like, whatsoever. I mean, I have zero interest in... I, I completely want you to live and let live. Right. It doesn't make any difference to me whatsoever. But, that being said, I don't want it to be a public nuisance to me because you want to push your opinion on someone else. Right, right. Regardless of what it is, and that's where I think the libertarian comes in, where if it's conservative, it just becomes an argument. Right. I think as libertarians, like, I'm completely accepting any of that. I don't, I don't now, or nor have I ever cared. I know you, you think you're not Generation X because you're, you're older than me or a couple years older, but the, this Generation X has never cared about any of that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, my generation does not care about any of these social things. It does not matter. It's a whole melding pot as far as, like, color goes and religion and anything like that. And as far as, like, what sex you are, this has just become an annoyance. It isn't like, I, I, I really think there are people that are like born in the wrong body, yeah. and, and I feel bad for them. Right. I don't think it's explainable, but I don't think our, our children need to be taught. No. So that's where the conservative comes back. In. Right, right. And right. I, I sincerely, I'm, I'm a lie detector, I would say right now, yeah. any teacher that is agreeing and is interested in teaching children this is a pedophile. Hmm. I don't think there's two ways about it. I don't like to hear our, our ex-mayor being called that, but if you're a teacher out there and you think teaching children that, that are you know, under the age of 12, anything about you know trans or sex or anything like that is, is you know, you're perverted. I just you're you're being pushed. From but they don't look at but, but lefty. They don't I, to it. Th- that's what you say. But this is this is my argument. There's a lot of people that are okay with teachers indoctrinating young kids at an early age. They don't look at it as pedophilia at all. They look at it as like a, well, this is natural. Yeah, that's but that's certainly not a conservative view. And it's, no, of course not. It's a libertarian. It, I don't think it's a libertarian. No, view it's not. Either. So that's how I'm, I'm trying to get on there. So I don't know, and I don't even think, for the most part, it's it's a, a liberal view. You know, I have. It is. I'm good it's very friends. much a liberal I'm, view, though. It's a very much a well, liberal I think view. I think or, or it wouldn't exist. View, and I think that's a completely different thing that we have to have into the, you know, the, the subject line right now. Hmm. Then who's I think view- someone like Elon Musk is going to, you know, just make that like we're not being woke, we're right. being influenced by people that right now are, are pushing things, you know. And you, you know, you're you're a Sopranos fan, of course. Oh, big time. And you know, I just I I, I sometimes I just like on a Sunday I'll just let Sopranos run all day, right? You know, the Office, Sopranos, something like that, right? And I'm into the season where you know where Ralph gets killed, right? And during. During that, just to give you a reference on it, during that season, it's season when, four. you know, the Indians are, are boycotting the yeah. Columbus Day Parade. Right, right. And I'm sure you remember all that. And then they're trying to go, well, what about this Indian? You know, he wasn't even really an Indian pretending to cry. He goes right. about, well, that's just, that's just showing you how deep into this is. And right now, you know, Sopranos, that's well over 20 years ago. No, it's not you know, over. Yeah. All, well, the last episode was well, 2008. Think, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean, like, getting into there, you know, that's, it's something where we, we were, we, any cell phones we were using, 
We're, um, I, I would go on, and I, I got to go because I got to do a break. But one thing about the Sopranos, uh, I don't think they could be made today because they're, they're, they are, you know, they, they don't do much for the black community in the Sopranos. They, they treat the blacks, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the storylines very poorly. And I would dare say that well, uh, that could not happen yeah, today. You're, you're, well, you're right. And that's where uh, what, what, uh, what's called the Saints of Newark. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Right. The, uh, the, the many Saints of Newark. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, now, Refused to. Well, uh, well, what they do in there is they they take a woke turn, right? And it, it's very, it's very, and it's the most annoying part of it. But all of a sudden, that, that they bring the black community into it heavy, as though that they they shouldn't, where it wasn't there to begin with, right. it just wasn't there. And yeah. the same thing, it, yeah. If there's there's a few things like that that the writing on that had changed because of the woke exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and one of them is if you. If this is a, a great series, The Man in the High Castle. You probably never watched. I know. It. I know. Amazon thing. You should watch it. But it's really good. But the last season of it, it was a very slow evolving. So you know, there's a lot of there's years between seasons. Right. You know, like there isn't a lot of things right now because of. COVID and and by the way, and then I I, I do season. I do have to go. But just bear in mind that Netflix is is practically it, this time next year. I'm not going to say it's going to be bankrupt, but they're either going to be have to lay off a ton of people or it's not going to exist anymore. It's becoming the new Betamax of its kind. And, uh, and it's because of its woke nature. And don't forget the amount of people that were given millions of dollars to be a part of that. One, Colin Kaepernick was one, and the Obamas. And now Colin Kaepernick wants to be a quarterback again, and the Obamas, for the most part, aren't even endorsing or doing anything with their program. So all this woke behavior can make you broke. And CNN's seen that. CNN's going to have to completely change up their, their, their format, but they're not going to do that. They're going to double down. They're going to wait for the next... Look what happened today with that potato chip kid down there in, uh, in, uh, in Syracuse. That's what the left is waiting for, Lefty. They're waiting for the next George Floyd so they can get right back on their bicycle again and profess all this rhetoric about, you know, uh, about white oppression and why, and why America's racist. By the way, uh, real quick... I, I, I- I believe you're a libertarian, too, so I guess I'll, I'll let it go at that. And what were you going to say, by the way? Uh, there was one other thing. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like his website, his, his Facebook page, but uh, uh, what's it, Prager U? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Dennis Prager is an old conservative radio guy. He's, he's got this thing called Prager U, and there's a commercial running on Fox. It's kind of funny. The kid's sitting there at the dinner table, and the parents, you know, it's this traditional parents. One father's on the left side, the woman's on the right. It's kind of cartoonish looking. And the kid in the middle says, hey, Dad, I didn't know the United States was racist. And the, and the mother and father look at each other, and then George Washington pops in, takes his, uh, his, his uh, iPad, and puts it on PragerU.com. It's a good commercial, and it really says a lot. But anyway, anyway, you're busy. you got a radio playing in the background. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. Bye-bye now, don't you know? I'll see you. And so today, I'm listening to, who was it? Sean Hannity. Was it Sean Hannity? Somebody was talking to a woman today, and she was making a lot of sense on one of the pundit shows. A lot of sense. And then she, and she, and she had, okay, she was talking about her kids. She had three kids. One was a, was a young child. And, and she's making a lot of sense, and, and uh, Hannity let, let her talk, talk, talk. And then, and then all of a sudden, as Hannity's talking, I hear her at, at the kitchen, you know, you know, with the water going, doing the dishes and stuff. Now, granted, she's a mother. She's got to take care of things. But if there's one pet peeve that I have, and I'm not saying Lefty just did this, but my sister does it all the time. She'll talk to you odd infinite forever. Me, 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 me. I love my sister. Don't get me wrong. Me, 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 me. This is not just my sister. This is a lot of people. You know what I'm talking about. Me, 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 me. And then you start talking, and then all of a sudden, they start doing something on the other side. This is on a phone call, by the way. 
was like, what are you doing? What? I said, what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, no, you're not. Don't tell me you're doing nothing. I hear clink, clink, clink. I know exactly what you're doing. You're doing the dishes. We're talking here. Oh, okay. Well, what's the matter? I, I, I get easily distracted. I'm sorry. But when I hear, I'm, I'm listening to Hannity today, and this woman all of a sudden says, well, as Hannity's talking on national radio in front of God knows how many people, she decides to do the dishes. It drove me nuts. It's just one of those things. Yes, my life could be worse. It could be a lot worse. But just some pet peeves I just want to share with you. All right, I got to do a break. Joe's not calling in. I don't know why. But uh, we'll be back with this message right after this. It's our second annual FX Capurrage. Paid for by Jacobs for Congress. Uh, welcome back. Okay, so I got the video here. I'm looking at it. And I saw excerpts of This is a CNY Central report. It's Channel 3 or 5, whatever it is. And they're talking about the young boy, the 8-year-old, uh, who was put in the backseat of a patrol car after being caught, apparently, with a stolen bag of potato chips. Now, should, should they have put an 8-year-old in the backseat of any car? No. Here's, here's my point, if I can make a point on this, without, with being very, very careful here, is that, you know, if you're going to put... I mean, here's some, a concerned citizen took his camera out and videotape this this procedure. The, these uh, two or three uh, police officers for the Syracuse the Police Department uh, were about to put this young boy in the back seat. So uh, this concerned citizen decided to, to document it, and I don't blame him for that. But would that concerned citizen document, you know, drug use or sales, illicit sales on his, on his, on his street, or an argument between two guys that would escalate into something that may kill each other and other innocent people? Would, he, would this same person call the cops, or would they feel compelled not to? Because if they did, they'd be snitches. But he felt compelled to do this. Why? Because he knew he'd get attention. And then today, I'm listening to AM 1240, CBS News, and what pops up? This story. Not a story about a Wegmans leaving because of overlooting. They can't do business in urban uh, cities anymore. N nothing about, you know, the Sacramento shooting. and That, that lasted for about three hours. It, it's just so painfully obvious that the left needs some leverage to remind people that the oppressors and the real problem in America are cops, and most cops are white, meaning that oppression in America still exists. So when you see a commercial that mocks, uh, you know, like a 10, 12-year-old kid sitting at, a, at his dinner table saying, Hey, Dad, did you know I didn't know America was racist? That's not so far from the truth. It's not. And we're just learning about what, what the kids have been teaching or been taught in, in recent years, thanks to COVID. But again, my, my argument today, for what it's worth, is yes, there's a lot of people up in arms about this. We have uh, many mothers right here in this building, one of which is Amy Horton, who's up in arms about the, the, the mandates that have finally been lifted. And, and she had a lot of concerns during that because she has five children. If there's one person and her husband and many others that should be concerned with what's going on in our school systems, it's the parents. There's no doubt about it. We saw it in Virginia. It was the tipping point, And it was the reason why a blue state chose a red state governor. Thank God for that. But, okay, that's, that's a victory there. But going forward, do you think, you th you think Hochul is going to be toppled? By, by, you know, uh, Andrew Giuliani, who's a good guy. Uh, Lee Zeldin, who's a real smart guy. He's a veteran. You know, he's done it. You know, he's, he, 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 he's, he's done all, all these guys have done a lot of good. There's no way in the world 
There's no way in the world. By the way, don't tell uh, any of these candidates that I said that. I'm just being a realist here. <laughs> I really think that there's a lot of people that are okay with the new America. And we see it right here in Watertown. We, we have. And we're going to continue seeing it. So if you're going to take the advice of, say, like a, the actor Ron Perlman, who's one of the ugliest son of a bitches I've ever seen in my life, and I say that not just because of what he looks like. He played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. You've got to be ugly to play that part. They didn't have to use much makeup for the poor bastard either. But I just can't stand the ignorant things that he says. He's such a leftist, such, such a woke individual. But he did say something interesting about six months ago. He said, we should start you know, mo- you know, moving into states that are more appropriate for our political beliefs. Meaning that if you're in a blue state, you should stay in, and you're, in, and you're bleeding hard liberal. You should stay in that blue state or city. And if you're not, you should get the hell out. Very rude thing to say, right? But I, have a, you know, I feel like that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening right now. Why do you think people are moving to Florida or Tennessee or Texas? They can't wait to get the hell out of here. And here it is. We're in what was a conservative area, but that's going bye-bye, too. So I, I just think that America has changed. And unfortunately, if you're still living in the 20th century like Glenn Curry is, that's not going to be the way that you want it to be anymore. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Jeff here. How are you? It's uh, Jeff Graham. Uh, Jeff uh, saw the, saw the, uh, the picture today of the, of the naked man going down State Street today. Well, that's what I mean. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> Does anyone know why he was doing it? Was, was he doing it as a gag? Was he mentally ill? Was he arrested? Well, I don't know. I've got, uh, I've got my sources who are <laughs> into the, that community pretty well who are going to fill, fill me in later tonight. But uh, uh, I don't know what it was. But it must have been quite upsetting to you know, some people. Yeah. No, I, I agree. On a serious note, we have a tendency to joke about things like that, Jeff. I, uh, but, but, you know, for an uh, 8, 10-year-old child, or for that matter, a 91-year-old person, uh, that, that is, that's very, you know, uh, that's traumatizing for some people. Well, like uh, if a Presbyterian walked by, that'd be traumatizing. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. so okay, so you're going to find out more information to why this gentleman decided well, to I'll walk find in. out more information, but I was, uh, I was shocked when I saw it. I've uh, never seen Did Channel 7 do anything about it? Or? No, no. But they will talk about the potato chip kid down there in Syracuse. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I think they missed, I hate to say this, but if I just wish Kevin Shank were alive today. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. To have seen that. Because uh, he would have put it in perspective. But, my God, you can't expect Scotty Atkinson to uh, offer any insight on this. But uh, So, so it's, inter- it's interesting you bring this up because, as you know, uh, Jeff, you, you're a pro- you, you understand this market better than anybody else. Uh, we were more conservative. A lot of us might consider this a you know, Rockefeller conservative area. Uh, but a lot of those people have either moved on or literally have died. And now, like you've noted on many occasions, that Donald Trump didn't even win in 2020 in the city of Watertown and whatnot. Uh, are we becoming a Gen Saki area? I mean, Gen Saki was crying about how the trans community is, is suffering because of laws that are being instituted down there in the state of Florida. Uh, I, I mean, are, are more Americans thinking like Gen Saki these days, uh, Jeff, in your opinion? Well, when I heard that story about the uh, two inmates in a women's prison in New Jersey right. being impregnated because right. Good point. Of, of male inmates who were identifying as females, right. I have to think that's happening up here in this state. I have to think it's happening in our schools and in our prisons and everywhere. 
So I don't. I, I think it's changing. I think you know people like us, Glenn. I hate to say it. Yeah. But we are way behind the times. Yeah. Yeah. Are we a dying breed? Is my question. Well, eventually we will be, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, you know, the naked man walking down the street. I don't. I, I don't think there's really even a law being broken unless he's doing some kind of uh, lewd well, or lascivious act. Well, it is. I mean, that, being nude is, I, I would dare say that any police officer that saw him would stop the car and come and, yeah. do, and do something about it. Because that's, yeah, that's breaking the law. You can't do that. Well, what if it had been Jim walking down the street? Uh, well, let's see. Is he here? We should ask him. Maybe it was Jim. <laughs> you know, he, just, he got back from Vegas not too long ago. You never know. Yeah, uh, you never know. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll I won't tread on that territory. No, no, no. So any, anyway, uh, you know, it's just interesting. Well, I just wanted to check in with you to yeah. see if, if your listeners were tuned in on it. Yeah, it's it's a big day in Watertown when you know it wasn't that warm to go out in shorts. Although Mayor Jeff Graham's been in shorts for weeks now, <laughs> but that gentleman took it to another level altogether. So we got to give him credit. Well, I remember back in the seventies, um, back before there were cell phones and all of that nonsense. Yeah, they're the streakers. I was one who shot the photo of the streaker at JCC that made the pages of the Watertown Times. Isn't that something? So, yeah, I mean, it was, and he was naked also. So, yeah, it's happened before. Yeah, but that streaking thing lasted for about, what, six weeks back in the summer of two, 1973 or something? You know, we, we thought, where do we yeah. go from there? Like, what do you do now? I mean, you can't do anything after streaking. Well, this was and just out did. of the blue. I don't know where he came from, and... Uh, that was right out in front of the Time Warp, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's right in front of uh, Burger King on State Street. Oh my God, that's a whopper! Uh, yeah, you know, I said the same. I referenced the same joke. I'm sorry. He's looking for a whopper. All right. Well, well that's because we think alike. There you go. Uh, so, okay. Well, I'll let you get back to the show. I'm sure you got callers who want to chime yeah. in on this, but yeah. I just wanted to that's offer a big my story. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. That's right, a, a former mayor, of course, and hotline host Jeff Graham chiming in about the big story of the day. Our top story of tonight, <clears throat> Garrett, Garrett Morris, a naked man walking in front of the Burger King. Hold the lettuce, hold the... No, nah, never mind. That's McDonald's anyway. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Okay, there was something else I wanted to share with you. Oh, yeah, I was talking... Okay, so anyway, uh, check it out. The, the Central New York... CNYcentral.com, they have the video of the kid being uh, taken into the backseat. He was not arrested. They were questioning him, and uh, there's a lot of theft going on in that particular spot, which they failed to talk about in the story, by the way. But it does seem silly that they're putting an 8-year-old child in the backseat of a patrol car. But there's always a reason... But the Gen Sockies of the world, for that matter, the Scott Atkinsons, they don't want the reason. They want the visual. They need to reinforce the fact that they're on the right side, despite the fact that they're on the left side of the political coin. Bear with me here. That they're right and you're always wrong. And they can't wait till a story like this pops up. But they'll disregard everything else that, for the most part, does not describe inner city America too, too nicely. It's just, it's just a matter of uh, what's convenient for them. All right, so I'm just going over a couple of things here. So listen, i got to do a break. Let's do a break right now. No one's calling in. Let's, uh, let's get something uh, new and exciting when I get out of this break, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Roof looking older than you are, finding more tile. And we're back. If you want to chime in, by all means. Got about 10 minutes left in today's show. It's been somewhat interesting. 
This is the day of the naked man. If you go down your if your timeline on your Facebook page, on your on Facebook rather, you know, scroll down. You know what was it? Two three weeks ago, every other post had something to do with Will Smith. And then you know you would see the uh, a lot of people change their profile picture to the to reflect the flag of Ukraine. So you see a lot of repetitiveness. So today, if you have a lot of friends here in Watertown, and I know a lot of you do, you'll see what is referred to as uh, naked Sasquatch on, uh, on 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 Public Square or on Lower State Street. He's a big dude. There's no doubt about it. He's very tall. Sasquatch was naked. By the way, there's the reference, and he walks like him. So you'll scroll down. It's not as bad as Will Smith. But it seems like every fifth or sixth post of my timeline has something to do with the naked man on State Street today. So if you see that today, you're you're in the same boat as I am. There you have it. All right, so 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, hi, Glenn. Hey, uh, I heard there was a one over there on uh, by where the old Mercy Hospital used to be. Do you hear about that one? No, what happened? There was a, a naked white guy over there, too, and apparently he jumped on the hood of a car over there. Yeah, that uh, was like a year ago, wasn't it? Oh, uh, was it a year ago? Well, whatever. I mean, it wasn't today. I mean, it wasn't recently. I remember that. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, this other one with the black guy there and... and uh, uh, well, that was today, yes, yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, Jeff is on it, our roving reporter. Channel 7 will do nothing. This is not a story. This is actually, unless the guy did something crazy, uh, you know, like uh, did Lizzie Borden. They say Lizzie Borden killed her parents naked so that she wouldn't get blood on her clothes. But this wasn't anything of that nature. I think this is a case, obviously, of mental illness. And here's another thing. Yes, uh, that, inf- that, uh, that incident that took place near Mercy, that was about a year ago of another naked person. I think we see all these things now because of technology. It's not the first time someone walked in Watertown naked before. Well, maybe they think they're, uh, maybe he thought he was a dog. Yeah, maybe. You have to get dressed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I I don't, I I mean, but where would you originate from? I mean, did did you walk out of the house that way? Or, (laughs) you know, did did you pop out of a a back trunk of a car because someone stuffed you in there? You owed somebody money, so they took your clothes off, and now you got to walk down stairs. Somebody must have seen him start someplace, I would say. I mean, I put all these things together because, you know, okay, in a college town, you know, in order to get initiated into a fraternity, I could see that happening. So, uh-oh, they stole his clothes, and now he's got to walk down yeah. Bridge Street in Oswego. But, no, it's not. We, for the most part, we don't even have a college in this town. We're the only county of our size that doesn't, for the record. Yes, hey, I know Donnie, we got JCC. Donnie, Donnie you got to get back to Watertown. Something's going down. I mean, it was around Union Street. Donnie must know somebody down there. Yeah, you know, you know I mean? Donnie should be here. I don't know yeah. why Donnie's up in crappy governor. Sorry for saying uh-huh. that, but it's crappy. It is. It's like he's in prison up there. He's got to be. He's got to get back to Watertown. He's got to get back to Watertown. He really does. All right. All right. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, Donnie, you got to get back here. I I actually sent the picture to Donnie. I sent it to. He's like the first person I sent it to. You know, there wasn't it wasn't that long ago. Donnie didn't want. No one wanted to hear Donnie on the air. Now now we can't wait to send him a picture of a naked man on State Street. Boy, times have changed. Give us a shout, 755-1240. Don't forget the 315. 315-755-1240 uh, is the number. Just give us a shout at any given time. We talked about uh, uh, Jen Psaki. Talked about the kids stealing a bag of potato chips. The other story, and I'm not prepared to tell you about this, but there was a woman, she's an influencer. or, or Check that. She's a writer, 
excuse me. God, I can't breathe. She's a writer reporter for the uh, Washington Post. Jeff Bezos. And she was on and she was talking about being bullied online. Oh, she was crying just like Jen Psaki. There's nothing wrong with crying, by the way. But she was crying and she was sitting next to someone who I couldn't tell you if it was a man or a woman. I couldn't tell. But they were all consoling her. You can always tell when someone's faking the, the, the crocodile tears. You can just tell. They're crying over nothing. So she's saying that she's being bullied on Twitter, this, that, and the other thing. And it's a horrible thing. It's terrible. The reporter's leading her all the way. They're all in accordance with one another. This is awful. White people, somehow or other, Glenn Curry sees as white people are bad, especially those conservatives. They're the worst. They're the ones who shoot people up in public. By the way, did you hear about the guy in the mall? The guy in the mall down in Columbia, South Carolina, the capital. Is that the capital of South Carolina? It is. He shot, he shot at, uh, he, he, he wounded a couple people at a mall about a little over a week ago. An African-American, in a conservative state, by the way. This isn't Gascon as the, you know, the DA of Los Angeles. And, and Tucker's got a whole uh, show dedicated to that. But not only did he make bail, he's back at work again. I mean, I guess once you make bail, you go back to you know, living your life, right? Can you imagine that? Glenn Curry just went to a local... I can't even want to say it out loud because it would incriminate me. But, you know, someone like me taking a gun, brand, you know, brandish, brandishing a gun in public and then shooting it in public, I, I dare say that you probably wouldn't be seeing someone like me or someone who looks like me for quite some time. And rightfully so. Now, as crazy as the guy walking down State Street naked and showing all of his, fr uh, his, his frank and beans to everybody today, uh, that's not as dangerous as someone that's actually shooting a gun at a mall. So this guy is already out on bail, $25,000. I think it was $25,000 bail, and he's back at his job. Hey, Joe, I saw you in the news the other day. Yeah, you okay? You're right. You sure? You're not going to shoot anybody, are you? We put up a metal detector here at the office just in case. <gasps> That's racist. It's discriminating. Take that down immediately. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. Give us a shout. You know where I was today? I was at the Empire Room on Public Square. And Vernette and her staff are doing a great job. It's the old Keglers. It's right dead center of uh, Public Square. And uh, it's exciting because on, on at least tw two occasions she has opened up the doors. I sound like the guy from the old Massey's crew. The doors will be open at midnight. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so she's got to open up the doors like an accordion on nice weather. So, And this isn't the first place. You know, during COVID, you notice there was a lot of people serving outdoors for obvious reasons. And it looks like that's going to be a permanent thing because, you know, the sidewalks are so deep on, the, on, on Public Square that you can get away with this and still ride a couple bicycles past these cafes as long as they're, you know, fenced off. But in her case, she actually folds up the entire front that's the way that building's been designed. You could never tell it right now, but that's the way it is. And uh, she said she did it, I believe, on St. Patrick's Day because it was really beautiful weather that day. We haven't had a nice day since. That's, that's over a month ago now. But whatever. Check it out. Empire Room right there in the public square. Uh, it's, a, it's an old school prohibition type of, uh, type of bar. It's picking up steam. People are uh, going there. You know, it's just like anything else. You go there at the beginning. And then, you know, you, 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 the reputation then uh, follows you somehow or other, and many people are going there now. But what I'm excited about, like I just said, was that they will have that outdoor cafe. It's going to look great. It's going to look awesome. 
Because if you see pictures of old Public Square and all the people and canopies, and I don't think they ever had outdoor cafes. I don't, I don't ever think I've ever seen a, uh, a picture of an outdoor cafe. But uh, now we will. And, and, and Spokes is another one. They have the old Strauss uh, walkway. That's outdoors. They've had some outdoor dining in front, too. And it's just such a city-looking thing. It's very cosmopolitan. So Vernette and her staff, most of which are from uh, Kentucky, uh, will be happy to see you there. They're, they're great. It's, a great com- it's a great thing going on there. It really is. I don't talk about it enough. I was there earlier today, so I wanted to mention that. Got less than two minutes left in today's show. If you want to chime in and just say, uh, the Yankees suck or whichever, I don't really care. Boy, it's tough watching the Yankees, man. It really, even though they won last night, they just, they just look like... I mean, I'm waiting for them, someone to, to, to put a tent on that circus because that's exactly what it looks like. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? Um, I, I never uh, known uh, Jeff to be wrong too many times. But yeah, yeah. when he said the guy that streaked uh, around JCC, that was that was IHC in the 70s. I was there. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, it was from Watertown High, hmm. and it was a uh, sports whatever <laughs> deal. I'm not can't remember everything, but... He come and streak through their front uh, big U driveway, and yeah, mm. that was it. So I think it had something to do with Ray Stevens back then. That's why uh, they call that, it the streak. Exactly. I'd already been shined. <laughs> oh, Ethel, don't look, Ethel. Oh, no, Ethel's already been shined. Can you believe we were listening to that horse crap? That's better than Travis Scott, that's for sure. Yeah, it was back in the 70s. Yeah, it's back yeah, in the seventies. Now. Right, <laughs> David. Yeah, they're all gone. All right, all right thank you, my friend. Yep. Yeah, David Niven was famously said, uh, quoted during the Oscars. Someone ran by him in the pa- in the back, and he said something to the effect that, like, "Oh boy, the guy has to make up for his short, uh, whatever shortcomings." Anyway, AM twelve forty W E ten. What is up next? CBS News. See you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour. Your home for original reporting. I'm Matt Piper in New York. It's called the Sarmat, an intercontinental.